This is the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe, and notifier button so you can be aware whenever a new episode is available. Also, leave a comment and a review. We would really appreciate that. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. And we are here with two of my favorite people in the whole wide world, Jeff Adler and Caroline Lambre. So glad to have you guys on. Thank you. Thank Thank you you for having us. Uh, Also, I'm here with my co-host, Amy Radowski, uh, and we're going to just sit back and chat with these guys as they get ready for the 2022 CrossFit Games. Uh, And this is your fourth time going, right? Yeah, straight, straight for four years in a row. That's a pretty big accomplishment. You're starting to get into that that upper echelon of like repeat visits to the CrossFit Games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I want to I want to take a step back to Atlas Games uh, and start there. Uh, how you qualified? And so I'm going to start with a little funny story. So we were doing some live um, update shows at the end of the day, and I reached out to Caroline, um, not knowing that she was like wearing 17 hats that weekend. <laughs> And I said, Jeff did so good on day one. I'm so happy he's doing well. What do you think her response was, Jeff? I, 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 so we both were a little bit disappointed about day one, but I'm guessing she's like, well, he could have been better. That's, that's my guess. Her response was too many no reps. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I love you guys, because that relationship, it's so cool. You, you are fiancés and coach, and sometimes that, that blends across the line. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> During competition, I guess, more often, but in, in, in life in general, we, tend, we try to keep things separated as much as we can. So I, I really thought that was funny, but it's, it's cool. I looked at kind of the way the weekend went. In the first three events, you finished one place behind Pat in every event. I know. And then <laughs> you're like, uh, and then, yeah, I know. And then the second, th- the back half, you beat him by two places in two events and by one in the last event. So that was such a tight race. Mm-hmm. Do you are you aware of him at all times on the floor, or do you run your own race? Um, I I think the only the the event five and six were the only ones that I I I literally was just watching him because I knew that to win the overall competition I had to beat him by at least one spot and it took it was it, 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 it I'd need even more so thanks to Alex Cajon event five <laughs> he, he basically helped me win um but yeah the other the other four events I was just doing my own thing and. I was very nervous, especially like the first day, like the first day was the, 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 the day I was the most nervous and uh, the workouts, like there was no point in me looking at Pat and trying to match his pace. Cause we had different game plans, like for every event pretty much. And so this whole season you have steadily improved and we'll kind of go back to that after we're done with this. What, how important was it for you to get this win? So we actually had the uh, know, the, the objective, the goal. the goal to win semis last year. 
uh, I thought I had more chances online. So I was like, well, let's win. Let's win the app because it was Atlas, but online last year. And I finished second to Pat. So this year going in, uh, I was like, well, this is, I, I want to win this, this semi, this, uh, this is the goal. Like I want to finish first place. Uh, I would love to beat Pat. That was the goal. And, uh, but it was also my first time trying to qualify in a, for the games in a live competition. So again, like this year is, is, is the fourth year straight to the games, but it's still like a, a different year from the, for the previous three. Um, so yeah, that was, that was basically the goal, like going in and trying to win, win the semis. Is there any, um, good hearted trash talking between you and, uh, Valner when you're out there? Nah, not at all. <laughs> He's such a chill guy. Like it's, I it's, know. Fun. it's, it's actually fun to compete with him and against him. And it's someone that it, it's, it's weird to say, but I don't mind losing to Pat for some yeah. reason, but I also really enjoy beating him. So <laughs> It's like, and I, I think he knows, like, that's how, that's how it is. Like the better you are. And when you're fighting for the top spots, like, even if you love the guy, like you still want to beat him. And when you do, you're kind of, you're like, you're pretty happy. So yeah, uh, it, it, it was a fun weekend. Like it's fun to, it, it's competitive on the floor, but when we're in the warm up area, it, it isn't like, it's, it's fun. It's enjoyable. There's good banter. I don't think they trash talk, but there's yeah. definitely like good banter. And yeah, that's an easy uh, competitor to be around, like in yeah. the warm-up area. He he totally seems well, like it. That's why I was just curious if there was that fun little that fun little banter. So that's cool. Yeah, nobody's gonna rip on Pat more than Pat. <laughs> <laughs> no, true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, so like you can try, but he's gonna probably beat you at it anyway because he makes fun of himself as much as anyone. So um, wait, I want to ask real quick about the no reps. Real quick, sorry. So because you were have been doing mostly um the online competitions and this is kind of your first live one to to get into the qualifications how do you keep your composure during those no reps i've had some issues with judging in the past and there is no point in there's no point in like in <clears throat> getting angry at, at a judge it's like what's what's the problem and then try to fix it on the floor i i feel like event one was judged a little bit harshly um, but I mean, it's, it's part of the game. Like it's, it sucks. Cause that was one of the events I was like, I'm going, I knew I could win that event and I would have easily, but it didn't go my way. Exactly. Is it my fault? Is it the judge's fault? Like, I don't want to put the fault on anyone. Were my reps not clean enough? Maybe. I don't know. I tried my best to make them as straight as possible, but it did like, I did what eight to 10 extra reps, uh, on the parallel handstand push-ups, which is a movement that if you do a little bit too many, like you start failing and then it takes a lot of time to recover from it. Um, but I, I'm like, I going back on the weekend is like, well, I'm going to make the, the next time I'll do handstand push-ups on the parallels, like I'll make sure that no judge can give me a no rep. So sure. that's, that's, that's how, that's how you have to take it. I remember 2019 was on rope climbs and the, the judge was, he 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 was mistaken between two workouts. One was all legless rope climbs, and one we we could use our legs. And when I got to the rope climbs, I could use my legs. He was no repping me for no reason, and I was like, "Well, how can I get the rep? Well, don't use your legs. Do it legless. Like that's the only way to get the rep. So just get the rep, and then do whatever you can. It's just it, it's hard, but that's how that's how you have to to do it. If you start just yelling at the judge, it's not going to make it better. So just close your eyes and 
make sure you get the rep by ever however means you need to. Mm-hmm. Well, and the, it was a weird standard for the handstand push-ups, correct? Like something different I, than I they've done so. before. No, uh, I don't think so. So the the we could go up with our feet wider if we wanted to, but then to get the rep credited, the the feet had to uh, they needed to be inside the hands, mm-hmm. uh, which I feel oh. is fair for handstand push-up. Um, and then no, the issue was on the on the hips. Yeah, for me it was so the hips. You had to be perfectly straight from your well for some of the judges, perfectly straight from your feet to your hands. And we know that the hips are gonna get loose a little bit, right? You're going to bend at the hip a little bit. And that's where, in terms of standard, we, we need to standardize like how much is acceptable. If you want everybody to be like a perfect handstand push-up, I have no issue with that. And that's what I try to make him practice and I'll no rep him at the gym and be like, nah, it'll be fine in competition. But this time it wasn't fine. So that's where like, as long as it's clear, but if not all the athletes are having to meet that standard, that's where, you know, we get judging issues and it's the same in every competition. And we've talked about judging like all throughout the season. So I think that's a recurrent issue, but for him, that was the issue was like the judge didn't think that his, that he was like fully locked out and perfectly straight. So he would no rep him. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you guys even know this. I was a judge um, at the higher levels of CrossFit when on handstand, but that's why I said this is, this is a different standard because when you're on a parallel, you're, you're farther away from the wall than you are at a traditional handstand. Right. And they don't want, um, there are people infamous for like their butt being on the wall while they do them. Right. So they are completely hinged mm-hmm. and they didn't want that, but it's, it's impossible on a parallel, almost not impossible. It is much harder to stay completely stacked triple extension on a parallel than there is on a regular handstand pushup because of the angle you're going to the wall. <laughs> and so that's why I was caught off guard watching it as a viewer um, and they and everybody getting no reps. It was just a weird thing for me. Mm. Yeah. And and sometimes too, like the speed at which they move, and that's something that I've been lucky judging him like throughout the years, is he's forced me to judge quicker, quickly. Because like once you hit that extension and his feet are at the top, if he comes down, well, I need to see that and count that as a rep and not no rep because I think he came down too fast and you don't need to pause, right? Same thing on the ring muscle-ups. Like, as a judge, you need to be fast enough to see that they've locked out and they're coming down because they are trying, like, it's sports. They are trying to go fast. And that's where, well, do we need to have everybody pause? Like, it'll be boring to watch. But, like, if you want to make sure everybody's, like, locked out, does that mean, like, you have to support and then come down from the rings? Discussions to be had. But in terms of judging at the elite level, you have to be quick because they want to and they can move quickly. And that rep needs to be called when it's actually done. So... Yeah. And the judges aren't always in the best position. Um, you, you are, you were told where you can stand. You have to make the call from that position so that the, the viewers can see on the broadcast and that people can see in the audience, um, the, the action. And so they're not always in the best position to make that call. And I know like at uh, Atlas, the, the, the judges, they were short staffed on judges. So the judges were doing, were working from early mornings to, end of, of evening and I'm like poor dudes like they're they've been on that one knee for hours like that's why like I can't get angry at a judge and I I, I don't want to because why would I Un- until they're paid then it's a different story but 
I, I I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. But for now, like it's 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 volunteers. It's it's just people that it's it's a it's a very stressful thing like to give no reps and like it could be very costly for an athlete. Like you have to be on point. So just like just I'll I'll for me my job is to get the reps as clean as possible so that the the judge is not in that position to no rep me and have a and have that on on their conscience like just do the reps as pretty as you can so everybody's happy and then we move on to something else yeah so i um i want to move on to a better topic right judging has been like killed to death and um and you made it through you qualified it all worked out in the end yeah and you beat pat <laughs> i did <laughs> <laughs> so we're all good there um what is the plan going from now to the games? What what do you what does it look like? Well, the goal is still to beat Pat. If, <laughs> if I can manage to do that, then it's maybe a podium for me at the games. But I know that I know the games is a different competition. It's more events. The events are different. I I, I need to figure I I need to figure out the games. I guess uh, I think this year is the best year so far that I think I have the fitness to do something pretty good. I just have to execute perfectly which that is very hard to do at the games um but yeah the goal is to get there as fit as possible even like so fit that even if i make mistakes like it it can be fine by the end of the weekend um and we're trying to get like everything that's around the competition to be set so that i can be comfortable food hotel recovery like everything around the competition has to be perfectly set so once we get to Madison, we don't have to think about anything except doing the events one after the other. So I know our co-host Kat is producing the show from behind. Um, she's not feeling well today, so we're keeping her off screen. But hopefully she has your stat sheet. I wanted to point out a couple of things. We have partners, fantasyfitnessing.com. They do a fantasy uh, CrossFit game, and they run stat sheets um, for all the athletes that we have on the show now. And there's a couple interesting elements. Um, and she's probably saying something in the private chat. Yeah. She doesn't have uh, it. I'll, I'll look okay. at the I have it up. I have it up. I'll share. Okay. So Caroline, do you train with Jeff at all? Or are you just coaching him the, the whole time? Uh, I do not train. We haven't Jeff. done a workout together in, in years so now. So long. So, so long. The, before the pandemic, we would still train together and like my fitness and training was much more consistent. With, when COVID hit and having to take care of the gym and just all the changes and transitions and policies mm -hmm. and how that affected service. And so the last two years, it's been like really difficult. And I mean, it's been great because I was training at home and still seeing great results and I didn't mind, but I wanted to go through that with the community so it pulled me away from some of the training that we've done and now like getting back into you know volume intensity all of that i am not ready physically or emotionally or psychologically or spiritually like um so yeah. we're gonna get through the games and probably like after the games where he's like Mer. yeah on his way I back down like, ramp up i won't match him but i'll be able to like we'll be able to do like fun little workouts together and, and hopefully ramp back on because it is something that i miss like training with him and just like training in in general 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been, my focus has, has been shifted and just the time that it cost me to do other things. Sure. So I say, okay, well, I need to reorganize my schedule differently, but normally, yes, we would use to train together. So I have the stat sheet up and the one thing that I really found interesting. So the first part here are all, these are all events from 2020 forward. And it has your, your final ranking, your average event finish, event wins, top fives, and so on. But your average event finish has gotten better and better over the last couple years. And the thing that I found super fascinating is if you look at the 2020 uh, CrossFit Games, your average finish was 3.7, and that was with just five people in the field. Mm-hmm. Your Atlas Games average finish was 2.5 with 30 people in the field. I think I think comparing the games and the semi is not the right co- comparison to make because it's six against 12 events. And like mm-hmm. on 12 events, there is one that will be lower. Yeah. And that will skew the 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 average finish. So we would need to like to compare games against games and then, and then the games but then so far the games yeah games games have, done have, have been different so it's it's like yeah i, I just I don't see, want I, to look at everything behind me i just want to make sure that the the average finish this year is much better yeah. and we'll just look at that one but definitely like the fact that his average finish is going down and improving Mm-hmm. is the goal because at the games that's what you want in order to be able to podium to win to be you know part of the top you need to have a very good average finish you don't want to have to you don't want to bomb an event you can win many but if you're if the average is, is still pulled down because you have also bad events that are compensating for the good events your average is going to be pulled down and you're not going to make it to that next echelon so definitely for me making sure that he has no weaknesses, making sure that his average finish is going up is super important. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I wanted to point out is they do this thing where your recent event uh, results by movement. So if the event had a burpee in it, they log what your finish was. Oh. So what, what movements do you think you finished the best in? Cleans. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah, right there. Yep. Cleans are, are, are way up there. Cleans, I think double unders? Double unders, yeah. Uh, double unders didn't come up much in the last yeah. couple of years, so it didn't True. didn't make the list. Mm-hmm. GHG sit-ups, that's doing fine. Handstand push-ups, I think, is yeah probably my yeah. second best one. Yeah. I've, yep. I've been doing well, a been lot doing of those. <laughs> and even though you got a lot of no reps, you still do pretty well. Yeah. No, I, I, I think handstand push-ups were pretty good. We're pretty set on that. Cleans, of course. Snatches, we're working This is on the one it. that surprised me. Right here. Th- these guys. What? The, the wall thrusters. balls? Wall balls. Wall balls. Huh. Wall balls. Surprised. Why? You're really good at them. <laughs> he's a good squatter. Yeah. Thrusters and wall balls, he's usually good. Yeah, but yeah, you see, Thrusters like... wasn't, wasn't too bad. Wall balls, though, a couple firsts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the, these the, higher the, ones are like quarterfinals and open. So uh, where it's not as important to someone like Jeff. Yeah. Different. There's also a lot more people. Mm. Yeah. 
And it depends what the wall balls are with combined with. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't factor in that it could be paired with anything, but it was, it's just interesting to look at and kind yeah. of see. Nice. stats. What That's event. a lot of work. A lot of work is put into all those stats. It's cool. Yeah, they're actually they're actually Canadians, so you know that's why they. <laughs> they're actually Canadian. <laughs> um, but they they have every event from 2016 forward in a database. That yeah, they can query all this information from. Wow, So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty awesome, and it's a fun game to play too. I don't do well at it, but it's fun to play. <laughs> so. So now you have your goals for the games. When are you getting to the States? What, what does training look like over the next couple of weeks? Uh, so last year for the games, we tried getting there very early. We were there, what, 10 days before the games? Around 10 days. Well, when do you start, like, from check-in? Once, once or we from get there, like, it was just too long. It felt like it was forever before we started the game. So this year we're doing it completely opposite. We're getting in the day before the check-in so saturday the 30th check-in the uh 30th? the 30th, no, 30th the check-in is on the sunday 31st <clears throat> and then i have one or two days of light training over there and game starts so the goal is to extend the games prep and the ramp down like as long as possible here in montreal at home and then we get to the games we do the games we get out like we try to we're gonna try and do it this way this time and see if it feels better this way. And so um, you said you're going to try to acclimate or try to simulate as much as you can at the games, like a normal day, like with food already being ready, all getting all that prepped ahead of time. Do you have someone do that for you or, or is it just the two of you doing all of that? Uh, well, we're doing the planning, but I mean, like food, uh, the last few competitions we've done was with, we, we used Rosie Joe for food and it's just so practical it's good it doesn't make me sick so <laughs> I'll, I'll like i i already contacted them like guys i'm having your food at the games just we just have to make it happen um we're gonna say at the edgewater again because everything else was booked because i i don't book anything before i'm qualified i don't jinx i don't mm-hmm. want to jinx it so we've and because we're the last weekend we get the scraps <laughs> so um, not that the Edgewater is scrapped. No, right. but we, <laughs> we have no other options. Like everything is booked. So Edgewater, but the Edgewater is, is a nice hotel. We yeah. just like, we'll just go buy like a microwave and something. A coffee like, machine. We'll, we, yeah. do, we do the Walmart run every, every, yeah. every year. And then we do camping style cooking in yeah. the room. But with, the, with Rosie Joe, it's easy enough. Yeah. I'm going to bring all my recovery stuff at the hotel. We're probably going to have some stuff shipped over there and just, get in and try to try to be out of our routine as less as possible. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Are you taking it to the extreme like Matt Fraser and having your bed brought in and all of that? I mean, if so, somebody wants to ship us a bed. Yeah. We don't have the same resources as Matt. <laughs> really? um, I've heard some stuff about his setups at the games. Like we can't do that. It takes, it takes quite a bit of money to do it uh, or connections which we don't yet, but I mean, I think we're going to be comfortable with the setup that we have. I'm, we're not very difficult people anyway, as long as I have something comfortable and uh, with air conditioning, like it's, it's, it's all good. I think the food is what 
is what makes the biggest difference in uh, like in performance. Um, so yeah, hopefully that's all set. And then uh, training, the training before, making sure that we're doing everything we can to be ready. And that that taper week or half week, like it's very important to get to the first day of competition and have like all the energy stored and ready to like spend it on the on the events. So this is for both of you. For the first time ever, somebody else is programming the games. First time ever. So how much excitement is there for to see what it's going to be like? And how much nervousness is there to see what it's like? (laughs) I think it won't be as as different as we think it will be. Um, Even if Castro programmed the last 10 years, Boz was always there 15 years, whatever. Boz was always there. He was, he probably knew the workouts. He was there while the season, the whole season was planned out. I think that's the only thing missing this year is what is the, le fil conducteur? Oh. like what's the storyline for the year? We, usually Dave yeah. had like a storyline, like the mm-hmm. wall walks last year. We had the full mm-hmm. storyline this year. What is, what's it going to be like, even if you look, I think it's going to be the shuttle runs, but the the if you look at the opens the quarters and then you look at lcq like what's what's the storyline in there it's hard to see it's not as obvious as it was i don't think it was ever obvious with castro we just like we just knew 2020 hindsight vision is is easy but uh i think it's gonna be fun we're gonna swim in a pool we're not gonna swim in the (laughs) lake so that's that's cool well i assume Mm -hmm. the last Last pool, pool, you, the last no the the pool but yeah but at least we won't be sick if we go in a pool but um <laughs> the last uh, games post someone was in a pool and i guess yeah because yeah. Of yeah. so it most likely will be if there's a swimming event in a pool which is fine um i think i think that's where i get to geek out a little bit more maybe like I am looking forward to see what the programming is going to be like, the differences, the similarities, even you know from year to year. Like how much are we going to deviate from what Castro was trying to build over years? Because that's the thing. I I listened to a, a podcast um, recently, and he was he had a vision for like twenty years, mm. and so that was cut short. So we don't we we don't have the full storyline. Did yeah. he pass any of those messages? Like you know the conversation that have been had over the years and things like that. Is Bosman pulling from that? Is he trying to create his own thing? Like, we don't know any of that until the games actually happen. And I think that's when we'll be able to have the most fun and kind of be able to analyze. But just, I'm looking forward to see what the workouts are going to be like and the whole test is going to look like. And we just need to be ready. I'm not trying to anticipate or guess what kind of style Bosman is going to have. Like, I just, he needs to be fit. That's that's it. But yeah. Analyzing the workout is just like fun. Mm-hmm. Our, so uh, have- our friend from London. Go ahead, Amy. I was just going to say, Jason from uh, CF Media says, Boz has talked about areas that games athletes have neglected. So what's that? So Jason, what areas did Bosman say? <laughs> yeah, so let-, let, let me. What are those areas? Podcast is this mentioned on. Um- I don't know. Maybe the longer stuff, I guess. Like the longer runs, the longer stuff, not kayaking. Um, maybe that. I don't know. 
Well, uh, we'll see. Elsa rope climbs. Ooh. Yeah, that would be very. That surprising. would be very. But see, that would be very Bosman like. But very surprising to see. How do you judge an Elsit rope climb? Well, how did how do you judge the ring handstand push-ups? You I mean, don't. You don't. You don't. And, it was a disa- and it was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. Uh, I don't know. So do you, this is why we love having you on. Yeah. <laughs> do you train swimming um, all year round, or do you just train it closer to the games? Like, how do you incorporate swimming into your training? Uh, no, we train swimming as much as we can. In the last two years, it was a little bit difficult here because pools were closed for long periods of time. But since they've been open, I've been swimming. Swimming is part of, of training. Um, I don't think, well, I, I don't know, but I don't think many games athlete neglect swimming. Uh, it's, no. it's, it's, yes, it's only one event. Most that like, may be one event at the games, but in training, it's very useful. Uh, I don't enjoy it particularly. When I stop competing, I will stop swimming. But uh, you will stop moving when you stop competing. Probably for a few, a little bit of time. But uh, I mean, swimming is it's it's good fitness. It's hard. Swimming is hard, yeah. especially for heavy dudes that CrossFit. So uh, it's it's good fitness. Well, I've got a question for Caroline, but I want to address this. So um, let's see. Boss said he had said that. There are areas where the margin between the elites and us normal humans at the box is not as big as other areas. Huh. So which areas? Yeah. Single unders. Uh, <laughs> it depends what I don't, I think these areas that are talked about is maybe stuff that haven't been tested enough to see what elites are able to do. Yeah. Like, are we talking about Fran? Like, are we going to test Fran at the games? Hopefully Ooh. not. Like, but because like the only because thing if you, talk, if you think be... about people at, at a regular box, people at a regular box can do Fran in, in sub 230, sub 220. Yeah. And people can have very good friends. So what yeah. are we going to have Fran at 155? And like, are we bumping up Fran? Are we doing Fran three times with like two minutes of rest? Like. The last time I did Fran is a long time ago. Because <laughs> you, because you, did, once, you I, did once I get like, I got like, Fran. Yeah. But like my Fran is what, two minutes? Like once you get to two minutes. It's okay. just, it, I don't want to say it's not hard, but it's yeah. not going to make me lie on the ground for 20 minutes. Friendly Fran, that will make me lie on the ground for 15 minutes. So it's just that stimulus is different. I've done Fran at 115 with Chester Bar. I've done Fran with mm-hmm. at 135 and Chester Bar. Like I've done all these things. And once you get at a certain time, it doesn't give you the stimulus necessary, which Friendly Fran in the last years did that workout sucks it is hard and it puts you to the ground like for many minutes afterwards um i i really don't mind doing fran because it's just it's a two minute all-out effort Mm -hmm. just do it but at some point i think testing fran it's like testing diane like i have i have a sub 150 diane but all are all the reps perfect is it easy like how easy is that to judge like that at some point there's no there's no point in testing those events at the games i don't think so unless you bump it out for those reasons and then is it still a benchmark like yes but no Mm -hmm. that's an interesting so caroline you recently did an iron man yeah let's let's hear about that that's where you finish with a marathon because that's no half half oh you did half iron man okay it's 1.9 kilometers of swimming, 90 kilometers of biking, and 21 kilometers of running. And was that your first one? 
No, third. Okay, awesome. Yeah, how quickly did your body recover after that? Well, considering how slow I went on race day, recovered pretty well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Feeling pretty fine. Okay. <laughs> it was uh it was a it was a very interesting day. Uh, I thought I was going to crush the swim, the swim crushed me. I thought I was going to you know, the bike was what I was the most apprehensive about. And that's where I actually like had the most fun and enjoyed. Like there's a 10 kilometer. It's just hell. And yeah. You can't wait to be finished that. But other than that, I was really happy. And then on the run, I was just like, nope. <laughs> I got time. I can yeah. walk this. It took me two hours and 54 minutes to rock, walk and run the whole thing. And, uh, but at least like, that's the other thing. There's me doing it. There's a, uh, uh, Christiane, our, our head coach at the gym, also doing it, and I, she passed me. <laughs> I knew she was ahead of me. Like that was fine, but at the same time, like I was like, I know I because I had done it twice before, and the one thing I remember is not the race is how crappy I felt after. And you're just like your whole body's like, oh, you wanted to do that for seven hours? Woo, power down. Like I was out and everything. So I was just like, if that happens to her, and we're going back to work on Monday, and they put the race on Sunday. I was like, I'm going to save myself a little bit and I'm not going to push it. Cause I could have like pushed and like hurt myself and yeah. dig deep in the pain cave. And I was like, no, so, so I'm, I'm happy with like, the goal was just for me to do it and finish it mm -hmm. and really train for it. I, the first time I took out my bike was on the Wednesday and the race was on the Sunday. Okay. And I did six kilometers. <laughs> there you I go. I a lot, but he was just like. So that's why, like, all things considered, I was just like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so what's it like for you, Jeff, when she does events like this and you you get to be the coach and the spectator? So that – I couldn't go that weekend, actually, so she had to go by herself, uh, which sucks a little bit. I, I really wanted to be there. She's always there for, for me, and then that only one time I could be there for her, I couldn't. Um but it's 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 different because I'm I'm so competitive that it 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 translates over to her and I wanted her to win and I'm like but she didn't train like at all for it. You're gonna oh, you're gonna yeah. hurt and it's gonna be slow and like it's impossible that you finish like that you have a good finish and that's yeah. fine like you train you train for something if you want to go if you want to go fast, but it's still it's still fun like she 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 finished and uh, are you proud. Uh, that's yes and i'm actually like i wouldn't do it so i'm it's, yeah you do you you will one day yeah. one day but not 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 till i'm done being competitive because I, I really don't want to push that maybe you can take on james newberry i don't think so i can't <laughs> i don't want to he weighs like 165 pounds like i'd have to lose like that. 40 pounds i'm not doing that <laughs> You're fine. And he did what he did the quarterfinals and he did so an much. Ironman in the same weekend oh, or something. Yeah. I, I don't remember. It's either like he did he I crammed tried. he crammed the quarters and then went on and did the the the, the Ironman or something like that. Like it's that's that's impressive of him. Mm -hmm. uh, Elena, I don't know Elena. No, she's the one that won the uh, the last chance. Yes. Goal. No, she got second. But she did. She did French throwdown, and then she did. Yeah, that's, that's, impre that's impressive. impressive. Doing doing the French and then going in and qualifying 
the the weekend like the next weekend is very very impressive like even like i i i found hard for the people that that got to lcq at our semis the last weekend and they had what two, two weeks. weeks before lcq and i was like oh my god i would not be ready in two weeks like i would really not want to do that uh so yeah doing the the french maybe like she just rode the wave of the high of the French and then crushed it. I don't know, like, if that helped her mentally, like, just winning um, yeah. the French and then going into the, the last chance right away. Maybe that helped. I don't know. We'll have to ask her. Yeah, and just so you know, if it pops up as Clydesdale Media, that is Kat from <laughs> behind the curtain asking the questions. you typing. I was like, oh, you can just ask Right. <laughs> <laughs> No. Trying to be subtle. No, that, <laughs> no, it's cat on the production detail. Um, I want to talk about a little bit more with you, Caroline, and that is that you've been featured recently uh, in these women of sports and that you are one of the two female coaches in CrossFit. It's funny when that came out because I never looked at you as a female coach. I always looked at you as a coach. Um, I didn't even think about it that you were one of two um, female coaches out there. Because you do awesome. You you have Jeff, you have an another athlete as well. And um so let's talk about just talk about that a little bit. Being featured as as one of the two female CrossFit coaches. It's it's definitely not something that I think about or I thought about um in general, but I think it is important to recognize if we want things to move forward, I guess. Um, and I hope that it's like, it was, it wasn't a criteria for him, right? Like, am I going to be competent because I'm a woman or anything like that? And I think we're lucky in CrossFit because of just the way things have been structured and just like from workouts, right? Like women and men can work out together and we can, you know, we, we, put everything in, in relative terms, but we can crush each other and I can beat him and he can beat me. And it's just like, there's not this, this divide of, of gender. And, um, but yeah, it's just, I, I was speaking to, to somebody else on that. I think there's probably more women coaches that have existed in CrossFit. We just don't know. Cause who was coaching the people in like 2009 and 2010 and 2000, like, I don't know. And if like those, like Jeff doesn't, doesn't have to say on his, on his uh, CrossFit website page, like, who's your coach? Right. So right. we don't know who, even at, at semi, uh, semi-final level, like who are the coaches? We don't know. Unless you're training with some of the big uh, crews, you don't know who the coaches are. So there's probably more than we realize. There's just not a way to filter that information out. Yeah. I would argue <clears throat> up until 2020, nobody knew who's, who, their, who the coaches were unless you were a complete CrossFit geek. Yeah. Right. In 2020, because you guys got featured as part of the broadcast because of the small group, mm -hmm. coaches got highlighted. And now people know who coaches are. Now you have training camps. Now you have, you know, it, it's kind of started a ball rolling. Um, but yeah, up until then, I couldn't have told you half of the athletes coaches, <clears throat> male, female or other. The only other female coach that I remember was. Austin Malio talking about EC Sinkowski coaching him for the games. Mm -hmm. So that's like the first, she wants to be the pioneer, but like that's the first time I remember, apart from like, we knew Michelle was, was 
Pat's coach. Pat's, yeah. like, that was just because also we're close and things like that. Like we knew. Um, but other than that, I would have to say EC. And then even Tasia, like Tasia coaches Haley or she's part of the Mayhem crew. Like I don't know what her role is per se. And I don't, so I don't want to speak on her behalf, but she's also a coach or she's also in that sphere. Like she's also part of that team that is doing very well. So that's what I'm saying. Like there's more, I think, than, than we realize. Well, and across the country, how many of the coaches in the boxes are female? Yeah. I, I would well, bet at least 50%, if not in more. Our, in, our, in our gym, it's 75%. We have three <laughs> yeah. female coaches and only one yeah. one male coach. Uh, and I, honest, so far, we've had better luck with coaches with women than men. I'm going to leave it at that. But that's <laughs> that's for our gym here I don't know if I don't I don't know if there's more female coaches or whatever, but it's uh we've we've had very good cool. good female coaches. Yeah, it's Maybe my it's gym's because 50, of her. 50. Yeah, so I was gonna say like not because because of me, but like just the way <laughs> things are structured and just like how things flow through and like yes, you know, leadership at the top uh, counts, and that's probably one of the reasons why it it, it has worked out this way at our box. Yeah, and then you also brought the fact that, that you're a minority coach, which may be even more rare. Yeah, which was not something I was thinking about either until like <laughs> 2020, and I was like, oh, CrossFit Montreal, Jacques uh, is also black, and I was like, oh, who are the other black owners? Like, who are the other black yeah. coaches? Like, and then you start like thinking about it, and I was like, he didn't even come to mind until I was talking to like somebody else, and they mentioned it to me. I was like, oh, like right, like that's. And hopefully that's where we're at, right? Like we should, that shouldn't be the first thing that pops into your head. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, if, if, if <clears throat> having that visual can help for other people and great, like it's not something that I definitely define myself with, but mm -hmm. I am who I am and I am what I am. And, and that's basically it. So when it, it's, oh, go ahead, Amy. No, you go ahead. I'm switching topics. So you finish. I just wanted to say it, you know, when I first thought about it, I was like, I didn't even think of her as like a female coach, just a coach. But then I was thinking like, but should I like, not that I should think of you that way, but I should highlight the fact that, that you do that so that other people can be inspired to do the same. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it doesn't, it shouldn't be coaching, coaching and programming is it's, it's a craft basically how I see it. It's like, it's, it's artistic. You have to know what to do, when to do it, how long and how heavy and whatever. Like I can't, I can't program. I can't do it. Um, and, but it doesn't mean a woman or whoever can do it. Like it's, it's just, I think it's something that you have or you don't a little bit like me, like I'm a good athlete. I have the genetics for it. Then I can be a good athlete. And it's the same for programming and coaching. If you have it inside of you, you have it. Like mm -hmm. it's, and it's that type of person that you are. And if you like it, whether you're a woman, a man, you're black or white or whatever, just, just do it. And then you're going to be good at it because yeah. it's something that you have. Like, that's how, I think that's how it should be. Like if you have it inside of you, just do it. I think, yeah, I don't think it needs or should be highlighted, but I think for certain people to, to believe that they can do it, like, I just thought I had the skills and it was something that I want that I wanted to see if I was good enough to be able to do. And I just did it. But for other people, they, they potentially need that inspiration of like, oh, well, if I see this other person do it, like maybe I can, it makes them believe in themselves. And so that's more how I see it. Like I'm not <clears throat> trying to do anything special. It's just 
if it can help other people to believe in themselves, mm -hmm. then great. Because yes, you either have the abilities or, I mean, you don't because I can't play music. I don't have musical abilities and that's okay. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so Kat's the... commenting yeah, here that ahead. the most in intriguing part is that you that your duo is that you guys are a couple. There's not very many examples of that at the elite level. We still have to be T and Shane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the I, I think it's actually more common than we think because you have Emily and Kyle. Yeah. You have um, Jacqueline and John. Oh. Um, but but let's yeah. talk about that couple thing for a second. So um, when's the wedding? Oh, we're not talking about I, it? I don't know. We haven't <laughs> talked about it. <laughs> Just... He bought time. I got the ring. He's bought yeah, okay, time. Okay. Okay. All right. I got two rings. <laughs> I, got two rings. Um, uh, I, I. We haven't really talked about it yet. Um, one day, I guess. Yeah. It'll happen. I just was curious if there was plans in the in the talk. No. Not no. Yet. The, uh, with the whole season and this and that and like the wedding is not. I don't think it's important to you. The wedding itself? Yeah. No. No. Like I'm looking forward to the day where I can say that he's my husband. Like that's, yeah. but we can do that like on Monday and go to right. city hall and sign the paper and it's official. Right. So sure. yeah. But I, like, I don't, that, that's that like boring. the other extreme. Yes. Like I want something in the middle, just right in the middle. Yeah. So, so for now, I think just like, I know I'm like planning and the, yeah, so a lot of decision-making, my brain is already full of other decision-making things. No. Yeah. So I need I need to jump in. Another duo is my own coach, Christy and Patrick. I can't believe I left them off the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, I I can't wait till you guys get married. I I got to say one of my favorite parts so far of this interview is when Jeff said that he can't program and the smile that came on Caroline's face with that like no he can't. <laughs> he can. We try. He can. We try. And it's fun. I like, can't, I definitely will. can't program for myself because the, the, the issue is I want to be better at now. what I, yeah. So I'll do everything that I suck at in the same workout four times a day. That's, I'm just going to kill myself. Like that's not how it's supposed to be done. So no, I'd rather <laughs> leave that to the intelligent people and I'll do the work like in the gym. That's it's my just, job. It's different. He's not bad at programming. Like his workouts are good. Um, and he's programmed for the gym and like people love it. Like there's, there's a different style. There's a different stimulus. Like he's done so much that like when he writes a workout, they just, they feel a little bit different when he's programming, programming for himself. Yeah. He's just like, I suck at this crushing myself. And you're like, no, like you need to train the next day and the next day and the next day. So the difference is I have, I think more of a long-term view and like trying to build, like, even though, yes, I'm trying to crush him a little bit. Um, but I do still have a long-term view that he, mm. I think, hasn't taken the time to develop. Because that's something that I, I've done over the years as well. Like, I don't think I was great at it when, when we started. Um, but since he hasn't had to think about it, he just, like, hasn't developed that skill. But in terms of programming a workout or, like, a week for the gym, like, things like that, his workouts are super fun. And, like, he's, he's a good programmer. Um, Not more than a week. But, yeah. There's one benefit of this I never considered. No. 
Uh-oh, we lost Amy. Make him suffer the yeah. next day in your workout. <laughs> you cut out what? You, oh. you cut out for a second. I said, if he irritates you or annoys you, then you can really make him suffer the next day in a workout. Yeah, doing PVC squat cleans. There's yeah. squat snatches. Oh, yeah. Yeah, PVC. It's fun. You want to make an athlete suffer? Don't go heavier. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We'll just do technique work for two hours. Pistol. Yeah. <laughs> um, the pipe holes in the PVC. Oh. Some thrusters in the PVC. Some ring rows. Mm-hmm. So last year after the games, you stayed in the States. You went to Florida. <clears throat> you spent some time there. You did Rogue. You did Dubai. And you got better. Like you, you told us on one of the previous times you were on that you really worked on your weaknesses during that time in Florida. How much more confident are you this season than you've been in years past? Um, something, so since Rogue at live competition, something changed. I'm not sure how, I'm not sure why, I'm not sure what, but something has changed. I'm still nervous as heck before the workouts. Like it's, it's stupid. I'm not like laid back, like Pat, just hanging out. I think it's just years of of experience, I guess. But on the floor, like I have a different focus. It feels different. Um... It, it just feels very different. I, I And I'm not sure how we did it. I think by getting fitter, it helped because you're more in control of what you're doing and you're not just redlining for, for the whole event. Um, and I think we, we learned a lot of stuff about everything that's around the competition mm-hmm. that makes for a huge difference. And I think those things make the biggest difference. So like we tested those things at, at Atlas and they worked. So I'm, and it was even better than Rogue. So if I can do it again at the games, like what am, what am, what am I able to do at the games on a longer and, and a little bit harder event? Like I'm, I'm very curious to see what I can do this year. I, I think I said it the last time you were on is your, the difference, cause I was at the games, I was at Rogue. Watching you in those two events, you were a monster at Rogue. Like, it was a completely different Jeff. Uh, and it was fun to see. Also, the 2022 games, it was just, it was horrible. It was a horrible experience. I had no control whatsoever on my body. It was, it was, it, it, it wasn't a good experience. Like the only memories I have from the 2022 games is very bad 2021. ones. 2021. The, yeah, the last year's games. They're, they're bad memories. They're feeling like the feeling in the workouts, just when you're past the red line and there's nothing you can do except watch the other guys pass you is a horrible feeling. And thinking that you're at your fastest pace and being passed by so many, it's, it's, it's not fun. Cause you, like we work out, we train hard all year round to be fit and beat other people. And then you get beat repeatedly. Like it's, it, that's hard. Like, so that's what I remember from the games. Luckily Rogue went super well. So it like, it, it eclipsed some of those bad memories and then Dubai went okay. And then Atlas went super well. So hopefully like I try to like, take those events, those experiences and try to replicate them at the games. I think there's a, there's a lack of competitive experience 
um, from the fact that he, like, he doesn't have a background in sports. Like we've mentioned that many, many times. And you get like, I played volleyball in, in high school. So like, ooh. But the first time you play the game, you're like nervous. And then the second time, and then the third, but eventually like you figure things out and things will just kind of start falling into place and you're able to read the game a little bit more and, and, and you prep a little bit better. And I think for him, that was kind of like the growing pains and he had to grow at the games, which is like the worst thing you can do. But that's basically what we've had to do because he qualified in 2019 through the season change and 2020, 2021 with all COVID stuff. And like, it's just, it just feels like a lot of growing pains and I think Rogue was finally like we were getting out of the out of those woods, and we were able to kind of like he's a butterfly now. Like he finally like kind of opened up its wings and took and took flight. And uh, hopefully, took a few years, but I got there. We were getting there. I got there. <laughs> but I feel like I, I think it's there's a little bit of of that. If if he had played more organized sports, would he have peaked earlier? Would he have performed better in, in live competitions better? Like. You know, 2018 Dubai was like your first competition. Well, except no, for regionals, regionals, well, regionals, but regionals you legit legitimately went for fun because, like, we were like, "Hey, we're gonna focus on next year. Like, let's enjoy this experience and not put too much pressure." And Dubai was like the first one where we like qualified for it and went, and it was like a big elite competition because the structure was was different. But that was, you know, his practice runs was like regionals in Dubai and then Waterpalooza in 2019. Like. There's not a lot that you can that we could have done in the past four years to to practice with the season change. Like would have would it have been different if we wouldn't have had sanctionals? Because then he could have practiced elsewhere a little bit more. But then the whole season changed again. So I think there's a little bit of of that. Like Rogue was just was just the tipping point. So did you need the 2021 games to have the training <clears throat> session in Florida after? Uh, so the, the reason we stayed in Florida is the, the gym was closed here in, in Montreal. So we had absolutely no reason of coming back. So we just stayed. No, the gym closed enough. It, it was closed while we were over there. It opened back up. We, no. after we came back, uh, in November, and it was, it was I, I think closed for what, most of the time. What I'm trying to say is your training had to, you said you worked on your weaknesses during that time. Did you need the bad experience at, at the 2021 games to have so. that training? Yeah, so there's different things like the echo bike and snatch event at the games. Uh, we knew like we were doing rogue and then we knew rogue had heavy sandbag carries, odd objects, on the field stuff, ruck stuff. Like we knew what rogue look, would look like. So we trained like not specifically, but we trained stuff that we would know that we knew could come up. Plus like we, we figured out like, what did I suck the most at, at the games and let's Everything. figure it out. So I think, yes, <laughs> we, we worked on the right things. Um, I not sound, everything. I sound harsh, but like, honestly, it's, I had it, two good events. You had three good. No, you had, he had, the performances weren't stellar, but there's so many, like, for me, very proud moments, like the handstand walk with the parallel. He was like, that was the that. first time we ever got, like, we don't have that equipment. You mm -hmm. see other people training with that equipment. Um, and and just the fact that he was like, I'm not finishing. And he finished the event. And I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, the like the ranking, the performance was low. But the fact that, like, if he like he kicked up a little too fast, failed a couple times, that cost him time. Like, okay, we can learn from that. But he was able to do. Yeah, he accomplished uh, it still. Yeah, 
Yeah. So I was like, okay, like <clears throat> disappointing finish, but great in the in in the sense that like he managed to conquer that fear and he managed to walk on the on the parallax. Um, what else? There's like there's there's a couple of uh, even the pegboard workout. The pegboard went well. It, again, it wasn't like could he have pushed the pace a little bit more? Did he have the fitness for it? Maybe, maybe not. But like the execution was huge. I think he tripped once. Maybe. Like otherwise, it, it went relatively well. Like there, there's just things that I was like, it just didn't translate into like good rankings and good times and good performances and bring him up the the leaderboard. The run toast to bar. Mm-hmm. The run toast to bar. You finished eight, but that was like you were. Nervous. I had no choice. Also, because <laughs> if I wanted to keep, uh, if I wanted to stay in the weekend, it was like run or die. So, <laughs> so he ran like the wind. <laughs> I did. <laughs> but you maintain your pace. Like yeah. you had it. He set out with a pace, and he was able to maintain. And he, you know, had his game plan on the toast bar, and just like there, there was for me from a coaching standpoint, there was good moments at the games. It was just. It wasn't good enough in terms of ranking and position and, and fitness level. So just need to keep bringing the fitness level up and make sure everything is, is better. So my final question for you is going into this year's games, will you be satisfied if you do better like than last year? Um, like that you don't have to worry about the cuts. You don't, you a good top 10 finish or is your goal truly to podium? So doing better better than last year, I hope so, because last year sucked. Like, no, I'm not. And <laughs> everybody that goes to the games will tell you the same thing. We are not training to finish outside the top 10, even outside the top five. Like, everybody's training to be as high as possible on the leaderboard. Uh, I think I still have to beat my 2020 ranking, because I, I think I want to prove to myself and to everybody that that wasn't a fluke. Yeah. Um, so that's that's my goal and i i truly think that we have a very good chance this year um i don't want to jinx anything but i mean i'm training really hard we're working on what we have to and hopefully like it, it translates into a, a good positioning that that we can't control i can't control how, how fit the others are i can't control the workouts but what i can do is make sure that i'm in the best position to get the best position at the games I have one more question. Canada, the Canadians have put a ton of people into the games this year. Is there a sense of national pride when you see that on the leaderboard, all those Maple Leafs? Yeah, yeah. And I think there could be more. If yeah. if if the games wouldn't put us all in the same event, we could have more, I think. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, yeah, I truly think Canada, Quebec, the Quebec region, like around here, the, the top in the top five at Atlas, four of us are from Quebec. Like, there's good athletes around here. Uh, I think Maple Syrup <laughs> is doing its job. We and <laughs> hopefully we get scattered around next year and have more, even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else, Amy? No, I no. This has been so much fun, though. I love it. Yeah, we're coming up on the hour, so we want to let you get back to your day. Thank you so much for jumping on. Thank you. Um, it's been a blast as always. You're you're just my favorite people. I just love having <laughs> you guys on. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube, 
as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.